0: In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Michelle Myers from Pink Collars. They talk about handling back office support. This episode is sponsored by Wooster, Purdy, Hyde, and Grayco.
1: Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host. So glad to have you listening or watching the show today. I got a great episode got a great episode planned for you today. I think it's going to be really applicable to this time of year when things are starting to get really busy. You've got more calls coming in. You are trying to hire new people. You are trying to manage all of the, the, the scheduling and the, the the customers and leads and, and getting the jobs done and getting them paid. Um, a lot of the stuff that is going on in your business right, ta- right now in this season uh, almost has not much to do with painting. It's really the other stuff that is, uh, that is on your plate. And look, I get it. I've been there. I have, uh, you know, I remember the old days where, you know, I'd be up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning getting back to uh, just in the office, send, working on bids, sending them out, following up on leads via email. Um, It could be a real nightmare, especially if you don't have a good system to handle it. And so today I've got Michelle Myers with pink collars on. They are experts in back office stuff, experts in answering phones, and they are an industry partner, which means that uh, you get uh, some exclusive deals uh, with the PCA when you become a member of of their company, when you use their services. So I want to bring them on and, uh, and talk about that. Uh, talk about some of the stuff that they some of the tips and tricks that they have to manage back office. Uh, it's going to be a really great show. Before we jump in I just want to remind you that uh, the this show this uh, this episode this uh, this series of episodes it's all available on the uh, PCA overdrive app where you can get 400 plus hours of video content. It's 599 a month or free with membership. Um, go to Pcapainted.org to download. Or find it in the App Store. A lot of awesome stuff that we have uh, for our PCA members. When you're a member, um, you can actually post your jobs. I know a lot of you are hiring right now. And if you're hiring, you can post your job to uh, jobs.pcapaint.org where your job posting will go out uh, and, and be on the internet, be available found. But if you connect it with Viva HR, which is another industry partner, that job posting can get posted to over 50 job boards. That's places like Indeed, ZipRecruiter, Monster. Google even has the ability to find a job. Um, so go to jobs.pcapainted.org to list your job and leverage Viva HR to expand your post. Um, okay, so here's the thing. I you might have heard this before maybe especially especially you guys who are who are really on it you're talking to the the, the customer on the phone and they say to you oh finally somebody answered the phone or you get the bid and, and and they're like well have you?" and you ask have you you know talked to anybody else and they say you're the only one who responded you're the only one who answered the phone you're the only one who got back to me and that is. Very true. At least I found that to be true for myself, especially in the early days. But as my company began to grow and the calls started to be so much and I was balancing so many things as an owner, um, I started to look a little bit like that guy that wasn't getting back to people. Uh, I started to fall behind. I would show up to the office in the morning. There would be 11 missed calls on my answer machine. Um, A couple statistics here for you. Um, Only 30 percent of people actually leave a voicemail. Okay, And so if you get if you you know, so only so of all the people I called, only a handful left a voicemail. And then when they left a voicemail, those are the ones that I followed up on. And, uh, you know, I got caught up in that game of phone tag and follow up. And you would have to call back and call back and call back. And sometimes you don't get to get a hold of these people. Well, if you're spending marketing dollar to get these people to call and you're not able to answer the phone, then you are wasting your money. That's the bottom line. You're just wasting your hard, hard earned marketing dollar. You're wasting it on not being able to pick up the phone. And so you got to find a solution. You got to find a way to, to handle it. Some people like to hire uh, an in, in-house in person you know an office admin who could pick up the phones Um, I used a service I used a call answering service um, and uh, that worked that worked pretty well for me I did have to try a couple out because not all of them were very good some of them were quite bad and my customers would be like I did not like the audit and they could tell but I did eventually find one that was quite good um, and I and it got to the point where people are like Oh, Jessica was so great on the phone and I and I didn't know Jessica <laughs> but I, and they're never going to talk to Jessica again, but they handled the phone well, they booked the appointment and they got me the lead. So there are ways to do this. There are ways to manage this that's going to free up your time and can be well worth the expense. Um, but you got to know the service to use and, and they got to have the process and the plan that's going to help you. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on uh, Michelle Myers from Pink Collars. And we're going to talk about how to manage the back office in a way that isn't going to let those uh, those good leads slip through the cracks. We're going to talk about how to keep your your back end um, organized and in a systematic way so that you are not losing money but you are keeping it and you're able to focus on the things that you do best, which is getting out there, getting the work and producing it. Let's go ahead and bring on Michelle Myers. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Torlando. Nice to be here. I'm so grateful to be asked. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. So last year we had, uh, we had your husband Doug on the show and okay. uh, it was uh, it was a really excellent show. We actually got quite a bit of uh, feedback from how good that show was. And so uh, I was more than happy to have you guys come back. And mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and you've got, you know, you guys are a, a year uh, wiser and more experienced uh, with with your customers and with handling and stuff. And you've you've undergone some some additional training from uh, some some industry leaders in, in our uh, part. And so Um, I'm curious, um, from your perspective, how much did did what I talked about in the intro, how much does that resonate with your current customers?
2: Oh, well, it resonates really well because it's the pain point in which they call a company like ours, right? Mm -hmm. They either aren't getting back to customers, they're getting back to customers too late, Or even worse, it's impacting their personal life because they're not being able to call people back until six and seven and eight o'clock at night, right? right? And everybody has families and loved ones that they need to be spending time with. And so we find that the quality of life gets impacted and the quality of business both get impacted at kind of the same time. And so when they pick up the phone and call us, they're really in that pain point and they really need to get out.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, you guys have done some some interesting trainings and, and uh, tell us a little bit about um, your background in, in deciding to solve this problem and, and some of the things that you have done to make sure that you really understand the, the problem that uh, service providers are, are trying to solve in particular.
2: Absolutely. Well, I have a commercial construction and um, sort of commercial building background. So I was a commercial designer for many years. And so I see home service business very much like a floor plan. It's Mm -hmm. got multiple layers. It's got multiple times. It's got multiple uh, offerings that come on top of it. And so when you see the, the entire process holistically, like a floor plan in a building, you're able to kind of find the parts in which it's broken. And so One of the parts that we solve is the phones for sure, Mm
0: -hmm. but there's
2: so many other parts of a business and customer care that really need to be resolved within a small business. And it takes a lot of tools and it takes a lot of training. And more importantly, it takes a team and a strategy to get that accomplished. When you really pivot and put all of your eggs on that one individual in-house, that customer service rep you may or may not get a good result because you're requiring so much of them the collective Mm -hmm. of using a service is so lovely because you have all the brain power of other clients throughout the country you have other team members that may Mm -hmm. may or may not be working on your account but our team has a really good culture and community that can help support them as well oftentimes a busy business owner doesn't have the tools to support that individual in the office because they got into the painting business to be out in the field, right? They got here. Get out of here. They don't want to be in front of a computer. They don't want to talk about CRMs. They don't want to talk about technology. They want to get out there and do the thing and build their team in the field. So we often find that that's another struggle point. And so the fact that we resolve all of those issues for our team member, and you really don't have to to accomplish that for us, is Mm. also a massive, massive additional value.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, so let's talk about this, this problem, you know, of, of, uh, answering the phone, getting organized. Cause you know, like I said, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've been in contracting for a long time and, you know, I, I have some systems dialed in, but, mm-hmm. but in those, you know, at first, um, it was, it was really painful, uh, you know, trying to figure this out. Cause like you said, you know, I, Look, I, in the, especially in the early days, I just loved painting. You know, I, mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't necessarily interested in a computer job. I wasn't really interested yeah. in, in, uh, in going and finding a telemarketing job, you know, which is what you can be, become as a business owner, yeah. if you don't have these systems <laughs> in place. So tell it, walk us through how we can solve this problem. Like what's the first thing that we need to do? Sure.
2: The very first thing you need to do is get your phone on a digital phone system. You need to get that phone out of your pocket. If this is your business phone and mm-hmm. it's not a voice over IP or an app on your phone, then you're in trouble or even more in trouble. If you are a landline locked into some sort of a deal with a service provider that you can't pivot or move or manage uh, that phone number, that's also a problem. So mm. job number one is to find a voice over IP phone system that you like. I will lean into the camera when I say this. None of them are perfect, okay? (laughs) Okay? I will just make sure that everybody hears me when I say that. None of them are going to be perfect. Find the best of the worst, right? Find the one that you can manage the best and give yourself the freedom to be able to have the phone living somewhere else, not solely on your cell phone. Get that out of your way, right? So that you can then... Move it to different people in your organization.
1: So, you know, what are are some of the options out there? Because I'm I'm actually not really familiar. Yeah,
2: please. Uh, Well, the one that we use and the one that we like and the one that we have sort of been able to beat into submission is RingCentral. RingCentral is great. Um, We really, really like it. I like CallRail. I don't even mind grasshopper i mean you can really go with anything of any ilk um it doesn't have to have a ton of features it just has to have the ability to have your phone number be digitally placed out there in the interwebs right Mm -hmm. because you're likely have your phone number painted on your trucks right Mm -hmm. they're probably Mm -hmm. on the back of your shirts on your business card so you don't want to change your phone number that's not what we're requiring you want to port that phone number into a into a position where you can manage it better in the future. Mm-hmm. So whether you outsource to a company like ours, whether you have somebody that works from home and your in, in your area, somebody in your church, in your community, you offer a position to them and they work from home whether you have somebody in your home that works with you or in an office that works with you, having the ability to manage that phone number and move it from person to person gives you far more control and security. And mm-hmm. you know that that number is going to be yours forever. Okay, so that's super important.
1: Yeah. Um, and so how does how does that work? You know, because it, it's not, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm not that clear on it. So you, you get <laughs> okay. a phone number and, and it, you're yep. able to, Uh, what does porting it mean, like from person to person?
2: Porting, it means you take it off of your cell phone device, meaning you remove it from Verizon or AT&T or one of those places, and you move it to one of these digital platforms. Why do you do that? Because then all of your voicemails will be captured in one place so that other people can help you manage that if you do miss calls. Okay. It means that you can manipulate the number meaning move it to other individuals so you can forward it to yourself certain days you can forward it to a part-time person certain days Mm. right you don't necessarily have to go all in and hire a full-time office manager maybe you have somebody in your community that's a working parent and they just need you know a few hours a week you know that could really help you and them but the ability to be able to forward the phone during certain hours and then send it back to you or somebody in your home or family. So that, that management of the technology is incredibly important so that you can really get out of the way, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better word, of that incoming traffic. And so as a business owner and a visionary, which I'm assuming most of your listeners are, your whole goal is to get back away from the things that you don't love And lean into the things that you do. Mm. So Mm -hmm. if answering the phones isn't something you gig on and you don't love it, then let's give you some tools to get you out of that room, right? It's like painting yourself into a corner. You don't want to do that. We all know that doesn't work. So it's the same thing in your business. You got to start moving back away from the things that you don't love. And technology can really be that buffer for you.
1: Yeah. Well, and even if you are the kind of person that likes uh, answering the phone, uh, you know, I knew a, a guy who he, he didn't mind picking up the phone and, and you know, and all Talking that. To
2: oh, Talking to everybody. Talking to
1: everybody. But the issue is that um, the, the phone has a control on your time. You know, it, yeah. once you can't control yeah. when it rings and when it rings, it's got to be answered. And so if, if you are a busy person, which many of uh, our, our listeners are, um, yeah. you know, you, you, you just can't do that. And I, and I know that, uh, you know, I read a statistic that over uh, over 40 percent of calls for home services come mm-hmm. after business hours. And so almost half of your marketing dollars being spent on phone calls coming in when you're at the dinner table, when you're trying to spend time with your kids and your, and your wife or your husband. And it's just never really it's never really convenient time because the reality is, is that for most people, especially if you're in, in residential space, uh, why they're calling you is for a home matter. It's not a work matter for them. It's a home yeah. matter for them. And so for you. Uh, it's just the timing is off. So this, so this makes sense. This makes sense as a, as a really smart first move. Um, yeah. So once you get that system in place, um, mm-hmm. what's, what comes next?
2: What comes next? What comes next is finding somebody to manage that if you need help managing it. What also comes next is starting to digitize any of your data, any of your customer data, right? Names, addresses, phone numbers, emails, all of that information that we get bombarded with, (laughs) right? As home service business owners. And we really want to get all of that data into a CRM or some sort of a digital platform for future use and marketing. After that is a good CRM, okay? Customer retention management software, right? You've got to have a digital place for all of your customer data to live. And I know that's tough. I know there are listeners out there that are like, what? We have multi-day jobs. We have more important stuff to do than type a bunch of junk. Mm -hmm. We don't need to do that. We schedule it by hand. We know where everything is. But here's the thing. To scale your business in the future and even today, the only price that they can put on your business is your customer list that you have. So if you don't have it digitally h- held, your business, even though you might have a strong PL, even though you might have a, lo- a really good list and great rapport in your county or community, when you don't have that data, you're really at a disadvantage to be able to sell or to be able to get funding for your business, right? Mm -hmm. Banks and institutions and people of financial, uh, larger financial institutions are gonna wanna see what you're recurring, what your customers are, who comes back, Mm -hmm. how much you do in a year. They're gonna need to see more information, right? Not to mention the fact that making the ability for your customer service rep or your sales team or your marketing folks be able to reach out to past customers, it's invaluable. I mean, we just moved to a new house and I called mm-hmm. our paint guy from the last time, our painter from the last time. I had his information, but I, I had to search for it. It took me two hours. Right. If he had me on just like a rotating email list, I would have like remembered him right away because he would have been top of my mind still. Oh, sure. So yeah. I had to like hunt through my phone and type in the word paint and then type in the word painter. And then all of a sudden he came up. So I'm kind of creating my own database of vendors as a homeowner, but most homeowners don't do that. Right, they just don't. Right. They yeah. need you to reach out to them.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, there there's a, a wide mix of, of people, you know, uh, you know, listening to this show. So, you know, some I imagine who, you know, are, are, uh, painting today, you're listening to this. Uh, you might be working for another company, and, and they're using a CRM, and you don't you, you don't even know that that they that they have been using one. There are others who are owners of the company, and they are you know like you mentioned earlier, doing things by hand by paper. They're you know writing things on a notebook, and they got their customer list there. There are others that are um, a little bit further along in this. You know uh, what I want to say not not further along necessarily in their Uh, in the business or their intelligence of the business, but just in terms of bringing in technology tools. And so they, they have uh, used CRMs and they have one. Um, Here's the thing. I talked to a lot of, a lot of uh, business owners. They're not really happy with the CRM that they're using. And they're always kind of on the hunt for a new (laughs) or different CRM. They want it to be, you know, they want it to have all everything that they need for a painting company. And the challenge is that, uh, yeah, there are there are only a handful of softwares that are out there that are actually designing specifically for the painting industry. I mean, I can sure. kind of count on one hand how many, yeah. uh, you know, are specifically designing for the painting industry. And that, sure. you know, like they're all they're Most of them are, are industry partners. And so, you know, I support them and I, and I love what they're doing. But I recognize that they are in a software space that is serving an underserved uh, niche. Um, there's mm-hmm. not necessarily a ton of uh, uh, funding dollars coming to to, uh, advance the the feature set. Um, And a lot of them are bootstrapping, which is amazing. It's awesome. Uh, But in terms of creating that perfect all-in-one solution that can do every single thing that your company needs and and do it in the way that you want to do it, that's just not possible. It it just, just isn't. And so what do we need to do to figure out uh how much can we rely on the CRm how do we find the CRm that's going to match our needs mm-hmm. and uh and and what does that what what do we what do we really need like the what are the <laughs> core things that we need out of CRm
2: the core things. Okay. The core things that you need, I'll start there. Um, And then I want to circle back with how do you find it next? The core things that you need are an intelligent user interface so that it's clean and easy to understand. Mm -hmm. If your CRM is clunky and looks like it's a spreadsheet from like 1991, Mm -hmm. then you're in trouble already, right? It needs to be clean, orderly, very minimal screen because the data is very important that you put in so if there's a lot of gobbledygook and background and stuff you're in trouble already so name address email all the contact information from the client the most important field that you will however utilize is how did that client hear about you Mm. so that's very important because then you can track back your marketing dollars at the end of the year you can filter out that list and say Google ads, or Google local services, or truck, or yard sign, or whatever marketing avenue you're using. And so as people are answering the phones for your business, that information is critical so that you know where to direct your funding for your Mm. marketing dollars. So having that data clean and organized is very important. Moving from the very beginning phase, or the estimate phase, also very important part of the CRM, you need to be able to quote, job clearly and cleanly and in an organized fashion so that the homeowner can see it and it makes sense to them. Um, And when you're in the field, it needs to be a simple process for you. You need to be able to put in linear feet, square feet, whatever measurement tool you need, um, you need to be able to implement that or input that information into the CRM easily to be able to extract the pricing model for that particular client.
1: So you so you think that uh, that the estimating software, the estimating component should be incorporated into the CRM?
2: It should, because that's where you're gonna transact the business the first time with your homeowner. That's mm-hmm. the very first piece of paperwork they're gonna see. And if it's written by hand, or if it's in a disorganized fashion or a spreadsheet, or it doesn't have your logo or information, if it's not a beautiful presentation, it's really counts. It matters. We are in the space of beautifying homes, right? This is what Mm -hmm. painting does is it improves the life of, of the surroundings of the family that you're serving. So it's really important that that represent your business, right? It has a clean logo. It has an organized understanding so that the people can look at it at a glance and make that decision quickly. You shouldn't have to hunt or find or do math or figure anything out. Right. And then moving from that estimate to the work order, once you start to scale, becomes incredibly important. You should have digital work orders for all of your jobs in the field every day so that the expectations of your team in the field are super clear as well. This is just a communication tool. It is not yep. some big mumbo jumbo magic pot of stuff. It is a communication tools, clear and simple. So being able to have that dispatched work order to the team in the field, also very important. And then the very last part is the financial piece. And I think this is where um, a lot of CRMs are shining right now because the financial piece is where all the money is literally, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. being able to transact business and pay for business online is incredibly important to your homeowners, to your clients. They want to get it done, get it finished, they don't want to see an invoice. I personally have one tradesperson; he's an electrician, that still sends me an invoice and I regularly forget to pay him because he doesn't have mm. an online way for me to pay. And right. if you saw down below this camera, I'm allergic to paper. So I open (laughs) things and then they kind of go in a pile, right? Yeah. And I'm a business person and I know how to pay my bills. And even I struggle with this. So a a homeowner has the same same pain. So don't make it painful for them to pay you. Make it super easy. Add the charge in for the credit card fees. Up your prices by 5% to cover it. Just make it easy. Really, people will pay for convenience. They really will. Homeowners will. Um, so it's interesting. I was talking to somebody yesterday and they said, often as business owners, we shop out of our own pocket. And so Mm -hmm. we shouldn't Mm -hmm. think, right. That the homeowner Mm -hmm. isn't willing to pay a certain price or have a certain tool or have something online that's easier for them because that's not how we transact business. Um, but it's just interesting. We got to kind of get out of our own way in those ways. So I think the beginning of the process and the end of the process are the two most important pieces. How do mm-hmm. I market? How do I get paid? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The two parts in between are really just a communication tool for the homeowner and for your team. And if you value that communication and having it be clear, the CRM is going to solve those problems for you.
1: Absolutely. That's a, it's really valuable insight. So, okay. So we've got the, the phone piece, we've got the CRM piece. Yeah. What's the third piece of, 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 uh, tackling this issue of just, well, I got so much work, don't know what to do with it. Uh, from the the third,
2: <laughs> the third piece um, that will make the customer service rep pay for themselves is mandatory follow-up. Mm. So following up on quotes that people just lost right Homeowners mm-hmm. are again busy they're disorganized they got kids they got stuff. Following up and reminding them that they need the service is so important. Um, Mm -hmm. We had somebody come and give us a quote. We just moved about a year ago on painting upstairs, uh, painting our rooms upstairs. Mm -hmm. Handyman, Mm -hmm. not a traditional painter. Mm -hmm. I sat with him. We talked about it. He gave me a quote. It was fantastic lost the piece of paper don't know where it is like i said i'm allergic Mm -hmm. to paper
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: thankfully he had a process over in his world that was very smart and he did call me back so we're going to get him in but had he not followed up with me i would have completely just fizzled yeah it's not a priority like it's not like the wall's not falling down it's just it's a want not a need right there's paint Mm -hmm. on the wall it's fine Mm -hmm. um but i do want it done but it's mm-hmm. not at the top of my mind, and so him sure. just all he had to do is follow up with me. And so, putting in a follow up sequence for your CSR or your customer service rep mm-hmm. um, is super important, whether it's text or phone or email. Mm-hmm. Making that follow up just part of their workflow is incredibly valuable.
1: Yeah what's a what's a good uh, what's a good follow up sequence? I I have one. I'll yeah. share it, but I want to okay. hear yours first.
2: Um, I like mixing it up. So I like a combination of texting, emailing, and phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, we work a lot with a company called Bid. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but Heard they're of them. an online yeah. bidding system. And it makes it just easier for you to transact business with your customer. So you can use it in one of two ways. You can use it in a back-of-house way just to nurture your clients mm-hmm. or leads that don't convert Or you can use it in a front of house way and people can actually get pricing on their own from Mm -hmm. your website based on the linear feet, square feet, however you'd like to price your products. Um, I like it because it automates that process. So in a certain amount of days, it sends an email. a certain amount of days it sends a text message and then a certain amount of days it sends a reminder to the office to make a personal phone call and Uh that sequence just repeats on however whatever duration you want so if you want that sequence to repeat 10 times over two years it can if you want it to repeat 50 times over 10 years you can um and so leaning into technology for those touches is also very important it's really hard um, for the human to continue on with those touches regularly, unless there's a very clear process built. For yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes so. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I, uh, so I use uh, keep as my um, CRM. Oh, okay, of choice. Yeah. I'm a big fan. And, uh, and so I'll, I'll, do similar things with the, uh, with the sequencing and the timers and the reminders. Sure. Um, and I generally am looking at a, uh, you know, I, I go one, three, seven, 14. So, you know, follow up the next day, uh, you know, follow up three days after to, you know, see, because usually what happens is that you follow up that first day and they just haven't had the conversation with the, you know, <clears throat> with their spouse. And so yep. they need to, you know, a couple more days to float it up to the top of their priority list. Right. <laughs> yep. uh, you know, follow up from there, but I don't want to be a nuisance. Right. So, so I was, you know, have you had the chance to talk about it? Um it's like, yeah, we're, you know, usually what happens is, uh, cause you know, I always try to, I I I try to price fairly, but I but I'll tell you if I ever get rejected, I want the answer <laughs> to be because I was too it was too expensive, right? I you okay. know I, I like I wanna, it I like yeah it. I mean I want to I want to offer a fair price like I don't I don't sure. believe in price gouging you know I mean you you you, you get me on a a, a a tirade on this and I'll and I'll tell you I'll start telling you that inflation <laughs> is our own fault, but uh, okay, <laughs> but but I you know price fairly but. Uh, the, you know, it's just it's just a fine line, you know, between pricing uh, how for what you need to earn and and gouging the customers. very fine line. And so, if I do get rejected, I, I want to make sure that um, I did everything in my power to to make us a, a very convincing company to work with. <laughs> but if if we were just too expensive, then you know, there's nothing I can do about that. So uh, so give them time. And usually, what happens after that third day, if we are if they feel like we're a little bit of, a higher than they thought, that's when they'll start reaching out for second, uh, second and third quotes. And Ooh. they'll, you know what I mean? That's usually what's happening because people, people sure. are so busy. They tell you that they're getting multiple bids. Yeah. Some of them are, but some of them, Some of them aren't. <laughs> no, a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are just like, let me get this first person over and see see what it is, and if we can afford it, we'll go for it. But if it seems high, that's yeah. when they start calling others, and they, and they'll tell you, oh, we want to get other bids, you know, yeah. and that's just because they <laughs> felt, felt like it was more money than they you know had in the bank to to spend this time around. So you know, so give them you know time to uh, get the bids or whatever, but follow up in you know seven days from there, and then after that. Um, I just it's just for me, it's every 14 days. I have a meeting every two weeks. And uh, after the meeting, that's when all my follow ups go out um, to, to see where they're, you know, where they're at. And, and sometimes the answer is we found another painter. Other times they're like, you know, we, we have to push this project off. And that's when I that's when I put a little tag on them that says, OK, talk to them in late fall. And see yeah. if you can, you know, see if they'd be willing to do the project in the winter. And maybe you can offer a little incentive, a little winter rate special uh, to Ooh. make sure that your schedule is full. Um, so that's kind of that's that's <laughs> the process that I that I follow. And, and uh, I'll tell you, you know, my my numbers on that are um, about 43 percent of the people who choose us. They mm-hmm. usually close on the spot. So I'm a big, wow. I'm a big believer in on the spot. You know, Ooh, I like after. that. Yeah. Big believer. I like in it. So if they're going to close, I'll tell you about half the people don't actually don't don't ever close. But of the people <laughs> that close, 43 <laughs> percent of them will are willing to close right then and there. Uh, the next 43 percent close within about 14 days of the bid. And then wow. the remaining 14 percent after that, um, they they close sometime after that two week period. And, it, and, and it's just kind of, it kind of ranges. it could be a couple months later it could be a year later um, it just kind of ranges. And so uh, I say that Michelle to just um, affirm your last point <laughs> which is you gotta follow up because because if, if you don't you gotta like a lot of them are gonna just close right there but if but that last that second two-week period <laughs> is so critical be critical because almost half of your business is closing in that two week period after the, wow. after the bid.
2: It sounds like, you know, your numbers to Orlando.
1: Sounds I think like
2: you I, got a little data nerd <laughs> in you. A little data nerd. I uh,
1: maybe. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising to me because I went to art school, but I, but I do, I do sometimes okay. uh, I geek out on the numbers a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so this, this, uh, all this stuff, it is, it is pretty straightforward stuff, but it is a lot to do. And it does seem like even though uh, there's a process in place, does seem like you need to hire help for it, especially as you're getting to a certain point. Um, What do you I mean, I I have a feeling that, you know, that you have a bias towards whether you hire in-house or whether you look to a service. Um, yep. let's, let's just kind of go through some of the pros and cons of, sure. of hiring in-house and, and maybe it's not a either, or maybe it's a time, like maybe, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you guys have a specific size of business that really utilize it's appropriate for services to use. And then at some point, maybe yeah. you graduate to hiring in-house or yep. maybe it's supplemental. Let's, let's go through the pros and cons of that.
2: Okay. Absolutely. No, we think that having an answering service or somebody in your business while you're small is incredibly important. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of good ones out there. I won't name any of them. There's a ton of them. Okay. And there's probably some even in PCA in there that you can find. Okay. But somebody to answer the phones and get that data to you is really important as you start to grow. When you get to looking for an in-house individual, It really does depend on where you live. I mean, I hate to say that, Mm. but if you live in Nebraska versus living in Seattle, you're going to have a totally different amount of money. You're going to have to pay hourly. The benefits Mm. are going to be different. You're going to have to house people in a different way. So there's a lot of complexity based on where you live. So look at your, look at your wages in your state, understand what those are, know what you need to pay an admin in your state, um, and understand what, what that looks like so that you're on track. Um, and we think that hiring in house is fantastic. All that we're about at pink collars is solving problems and giving mm-hmm. people jobs. That's all we mm-hmm. care about. So mm-hmm. I'd, either way that you cut the, cut the cat, I'm good, you know, skin yeah. the cat, right. So if hiring in house makes sense to you, that's awesome. Make sure that you have a clean, organized, and quiet and dedicated space for that person. Make sure they have a computer that's up to date and ready to go. Make sure they have a phone and tools and training and understanding of how to to manage your business for you Mm. and how to be that very best first voice that that your customer hears. Mm -hmm. So make sure you have all those things. If you don't have those things... Outsourcing yeah. it is really nice because you may not have a dedicated space, you may not have a yard, yeah. or you may have a shop the, or a yard. The or,
1: entrepreneur me is you know? like hearing this, and it's like dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar exactly, sign, dollar exactly. sign. Yeah, so it's a lot. So
2: if you take all of the wages and the benefits and the placement and the searching for somebody, I don't know about anybody else, but I am spending four figures a month on ads trying to find people, right? Mm, Because mm -hmm. it's so hard to hire people right now. So just the amount of money you may spend on recruiting and hiring and training an individual, just add that in. Don't forget that part because your time is valuable, right? Right. And then all of those things set aside, then look at, Okay, maybe I don't have those things, so it's time to outsource. Now, do I outsource to an answering service that just takes the phone calls in and does that, or do I go to the next level of a service like Pink Collars? Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be really where you are in your business journey, okay? Um, I, I fully expect people to fall down when they hear this, but the majority of the clients that we serve are 850000 a year or higher. Mm-hmm. Scary big numbers, Right. But Mm -hmm. it is so easy to get there if you start with some of these strategies that we talked about at the beginning, right? If you make sure you've got a voiceover IP phone, if you've got a good CRM in place, if you have somebody answering the phones even part-time or an answering service, if you grow slowly and strategically, you'll build such a good foundation that you'll turn around and hit those numbers really quickly. Um, And then you can come to a service like ours. Now, we're a highly customizable highly touch service that does basically everything. We do phones, emails, texts, incoming, outgoing. Some of our team even does social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have kind of, we can customize the experience for your customer and for your business. Um, And so that's where we land in, in the world of pricing. But I think there's so many people out there that have such incredible businesses that can support you. If you lean into what you can afford now, and utilize the tools that the big guys are using and future cast mm-hmm. your business, mm-hmm. you'll be in good shape to hit those numbers and be able to get somebody in the seat that can really take your business to the next level.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And if, if people want to learn about Pink Collars and, and inquire about your services, where, where can I send them?
2: All you need to do is go to www.pinkcollars, and I'll spell it for you because it's like call on the phone not collar on your shirt. So it's mm-hmm. P I N K C A L L E R S.com. And we're going to do forward slash PCA. So anybody who's listening to this, if they qualify and we decide that we're a good fit for one another, we're going to do a three day free trial period for your peeps. I'm Very excited.
1: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that? Yeah, so you can try it on. Yeah. 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 That's and awesome.
2: Honestly, that's the best way to see if you're ready to to hand over the reins in your business. That's a good, really kind of like, First dance, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can try it on. You can say, "Man, this outsourcing thing is awesome," or you can say, "I'm not quite there yet with my tech, or with my tools, or with my processes. I don't have things dialed in enough so that I can give it to someone that I can't see every day." And mm-hmm. you'll know that yourself, and you'll know that when you talk to our sales team um, here at Pink Collars, we'll decide that together. So
1: yeah, absolutely, that's easy. And and I can tell you from personal experience, you know, as when when the phone stopped ringing. That was uh, uh, a huge burden off of my, you know, off of my shoulders. Uh, yeah. and, and when I say stop ringing, I mean in a, you yeah. know, in a good way. You know, still <laughs> people are still calling, but when they're I, was not calling you. Yeah, they're just not calling <laughs> me. And when that happened, I did feel some, some, uh, a little bit of freedom, to be honest. Yeah, so, so great. I definitely, uh, I definitely support what what you guys are doing. Um, if. We don't do this. If we don't put this stuff in place, what, what is the what's at risk? What's what's Look at, at risk.
2: risk? Okay. Well, I think what's at risk is the scalability of your company. Um, my husband Doug and I own this business and a couple of others, and we really want to have a life that we don't have to take a vacation from, right? Mm-hmm. We want businesses that run, we want family members that are happy and supported. We want financial stability for our family. We want to build a legacy. We want to do all those big things, but we can't do those things unless we employ strategies, unless we surround ourselves with high, high A players, unless yeah. we have a lot of knowledge and teaching and we read a lot and think a lot and listen to a lot of podcasts and consume a lot of information. But the implementation of that information is really the differentiator between whether you're going to get out of the way of your business or stay in it for the long term. And it's just a choice you have to make. And you make that choice every single day by how you run your business. Um, and so we like to choose to kind of back away, not paint ourselves into a corner, as mm-hmm. this, as you say, um, so that you have the freedom to see other opportunities and to gra- ga- grab those other opportunities when they come along. So putting people around you or vendors around you that can help you get to that next level is really critical. And there's so many good people out there now. I mean, I look at all these vendors. I'm like, I want that coach for my business. Oh, I want that piece of tech for my business. Oh, I I go to trade shows and I'm there to try to sell my own stuff. And I'm actually buying from other people because there's so much cool stuff out there.
1: There is. Yeah. It's a
2: great time right now to be in business. There's a lot of, of, Of understanding. There's a ton of education and there's a ton of good tools out there. So, this is a a beautiful time to be a business owner.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Michelle, (laughs) thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Everybody, Michelle from Pink Collars.
2: You are so welcome. It was fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you next time. All right. There we have it, folks. Uh, Michelle Myers from uh, Pink Collars. She's backstage uh, shouting a hooray. great show great episode um uh you know i, I i'll tell you what folks you know I, I i spent most of my time in in business um trying to avoid the stress that comes from it and it is stuff like this the processes the um, the 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 outsourcing, the delegation, the automations. When you're able to dial these things in, you really can have a business that, um, like she says, is one that allows you to step back from the things that you dislike and step and lean into the things that you love, the things that you were meant to do as a person, the things that make you feel f- feel fulfilled. And the challenge in business ownership is that most of the time you have to carry the weight and the burden of all the things that you weren't put on earth to do. And until you figure out a way to offload those, to share the responsibility, to delegate or to automate, you are going to feel like you are trapped by your business. I don't want you to feel that. I want you to feel the freedom that can come from business ownership. And that comes from, uh, implementing really great systems and the things that we share uh, with you on the show. So if you want to learn more about uh, business and uh, get all of the great content that we provide on the show, remember to download PCA Overdrive uh, where you can get so much great content, uh, strategies in marketing and sales and back office management and leadership and all kinds of stuff. Um, go to PCAPaintEd.org. If you're not a member of the PCA yet, I highly, highly recommend becoming a member. Uh, there is nothing that sells authority more than being able to show that badge and say, I'm a PCA member. There are very few <laughs> PCA members in my town. Um, it just shows that you care about your business and that you follow industry standards so that they're going to get a good job. So definitely become a member. By the way, if you are a member, um, you have the ability to offer membership um uh it's a, we have plans okay so if you go to pca uh medicalbenefits.com you can actually offer health plans to your workers so that you can keep them you can attract them and keep them all right you got to take care of your people they're taking care of you by by uh by by throwing off the profit every year you got to take care of them not just by giving them an hourly wage but taking care of their health if you offer them medical plans um, they will, they will be loyal employees for a very long time. Go to PCA medical Um, and if you want to learn a little bit more about me and the stuff that I do, um, you know, I recommend checking out my book. That I published uh, last year, or the year before that, um, the Scrum Playbook for Paint Trade and Craftsman Professionals is on Amazon.com. Just search for my name, Torlando Hakes, and it'll pop up, or type in the word Sprint. Uh, this is a really great book if you are trying to wrap your mind around certain processes, um, especially management practices to get to get jobs. Through the schedule, process, manage, delegated. Uh, it's a really good system. So I recommend checking out that book. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. Um, this has been another episode of Paint Ed.
0: Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners.